Welcome to the Caregiven Podcast. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. And long story short, we have Caregiven. We are two mom entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. Almost 14 years later, we felt called to create this podcast as a resource for families with caregiving needs. Whether you care for a family member or are looking for advice on professional caregiving, we want this to be a platform to support you. Each week, we will come to you with encouraging stories of families who have found the right balance for their loved ones, tips for how to care for them and you, and much more. We hope you continue to join us each week as we share in this exciting new journey together. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you? I am well. Yeah? I am well. How are you? I am so, I'm just so fine. I just can't even believe it. Nice. Isn't that a great feeling? Oh, my word. I love that. <laughs> yes. Again, the sun is shining. Yes. It's another is... day where the sun is shining. Oh, boy, does not help your whole sense of everything. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> it is crazy, the energy when that sun comes out, oh. especially after, you know, getting through a long winter. Yep. It shows up, and all of a sudden, you're out dancing a jig, and your neighbors think you look like a crazy person. Oh, not not you, just me? <laughs> okay. All right, then. <laughs> Maybe that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever thinks I'm a crazy person. No, never. <laughs> I know you do a, a mean old a mean rain dance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got it shaken so well that we actually <laughs> had rain that one time. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Uh, that's is just one more thing to add to your resume. Yes. <laughs> Booty shaker. Rain, <laughs> rain maker. Rain maker. Booty shaker. Rain maker. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So today we're actually going to be talking about aging in place. And um, have you learned anything new lately? Yeah. You know, as I was researching aging in place, I was like, what the heck does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's such a well-used verse, but let's, let's get to understand it. And the one thing that, um, as I was thinking about what have I learned new lately, you know, every day, every day I learn something new and then, you know, having to listen uh, join our team. Mm-hmm. I have just had to get more and more competent mm-hmm. in like computers. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good thing because yeah. um, every day you got to learn something. You got to press yourself. I do ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> uh, but um, even when my dad, um, he was older when he got his job um, with the tribe. Mm-hmm. And one of their questions was about, you know, his computer literacy. And he was like, you know what? I got everything else in this job nailed, but I can learn this. Oh, that you is know, fantastic. so it's all about your attitude mm-hmm. and your willingness to think about it yes. and, and learn. And, and so computers and, and social media, we're all over the place mm-hmm. now. And um, so I'm really <laughs> trying to keep up with that. And it's it, every day it's learning something new. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm so proud of us that we were able to connect with Alyssa. Oh, goodness. Because she does teach us new things all the time. And that's all on you, you and your family. Oh, well. You you met this uh, pretty cool cat and and now she's part of the Apaga family. Yes. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, it goes back a ways, but the bottom line is it has to do with showing sheep. That's how we met her. And I did not know at that time what a what a tremendous human she is, but I'm so and glad she's that absolutely she's part thrilled. Of us. She's thrilled. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm <forget>. every day. <laughs> We're getting a look. We're getting a look. <laughs> she's like, could you stop it, please? Yeah, yeah. Enough already. We love you, Alyssa. 
<laughs> oh goodness. Well, I learned two things. Yeah. When I was reviewing the research that you put together for this, <laughs> I learned that I made a really good choice when we um when we built our house that we're in now because I a lot of the things that are going to be discussed today mm-hmm. are already part of the plan that I had when when this came together. Oh. And then I also learned yeah. that it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you have a plan before you go, I mean, it doesn't have to be a solid plan. It can be flexible. But um, if you have a plan going into certain situations, it's generally going to go better. Are you talking about working sheep? I am. I am a thousand percent <laughs> talking about working sheep. And we're getting so good at um, at, at being prepared when yeah. we go out there now. And Making knowing the plan. What we working do. the plan. Oof, it's, it's game changer. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So the verse of the week, let's see. It is Deuteronomy, let's see, chapter 32, verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. And that's just, again, with this topic of aging in place. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that just because somebody's getting older, they just have so much wisdom. Oh my gosh. And, and just ask them questions and get their history and their stories. And, and they'll probably be able to teach you a thing or two. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. There is so much abundance of knowledge and wisdom in our elders. And we just have to respect that mm-hmm. and, and slow down and take the time to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just too much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did you bring for uh, an uplifting story today? Oh, well, I got to find it because evidently I, I think ate it. it. I think oh. I meant to say, what did you bring for what an uplifting did I story? Bring? Not what you. Uh, <laughs> I brought a uh, just something about how to pray for your aging parents. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Um, this one was uh, written by a, a, a gentleman that after a long time of receiving prayers from his parents, this one son committed to offering them daily for his elderly mom and dad. Oh. And he just talked about as he was a kid, how his parents' love eased his fears and filled him with confidence. Mm -hmm. I learned to play baseball with dad. Mom fed me with wonderful cooking. But these days, they are the ones who need the care and the provision. And so um, he talked about walking to church and they would lead as he would play along the way. And he just took that for granted almost that there was safety in that. And so um, now the roles are reversed. Watching my parents age is difficult and painful, as it is for many of us. I can't stop the aging process. However, there is one thing I can do every day for them. I can pray and follow their example. They taught me to pray for all things and believe nothing is impossible with God. When I was hospitalized as an eight-year-old with a kidney infection, they prayed for me. My father prayed for us kids before we headed out to school. When I got my driver's license, they prayed for my safety. The day I dropped out of college, my mom cried and then prayed for my success. <laughs> Every day that I was away at my wedding, they prayed for my new bride and me. And when the grandkids arrived, they prayed for them. Now more than ever, it's my turn to pray on their behalf. I pray for the Lord to give them strength when they are weak, comfort when they are sad and troubled, I ask God to provide their daily needs and give them caring doctors. And then I pray that they will adhere to the medical (laughs) council. (laughs) So that is really nice. And actually, years ago, my mother gave me a book on how to pray for your growing children. Oh, wow. And um, she's the world's best prayer. And what's really cool about her is there was one time that my my brother Andrew had a real scary situation as he was driving cows to the auction. And and I don't know exactly the the whole story, but something about he 
just about veered or somebody about hit him. He had to veer off into the, the culvert area. And, um, right at that time, mom just felt like she needed to make, say a prayer. And, and he was able to get through that. And he called her and said, were you praying for me? You know, it was one of those really amazing situations. And, and, um, she's always been, such a, 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 a good person to know that if you need something, just call her and she's, mm-hmm. she's right there for you. Yeah. And, and so that power of prayer. Oh, absolutely. But, but now, um, I, I notice how much I pray for my kids mm-hmm. and, and so, but you know what, we just got to pray for each other always. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and isn't it interesting? Um, I've had that happen before too, where like you just get this feeling, yeah. you're like, I, I, I have to stop everything. I have to say a prayer right now. Uh, and, um, uh, and it's by t- it's by design. I'm oh, sure. it's just, um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I found a story, um, and it basically it's, it's about a secondhand store, Remarkable Cleanouts <laughs> in Norwood, Massachusetts. And it goes like this. So one of the oddest things about COVID-19 pandemic is that it's hard to identify people at times because they're, they're wearing a mask, right? right? right. So it can be tough even to notice people that you regularly see in the community because they're just, a lot of their face is obscured. So in this particular case, um, people were trying to locate a gentleman named, or actually not just locate, but identify mm. John Th- Thomas Archer. He was a 23-year-old architecture student, um, and he actually just wowed people. He had gone into this uh, remarkable clean-out secondhand store and basically what happened is he walked into the store he asked the employee if he could play one of the pianos that was there it did have a sign on it that said do not play so he asked for permission first and the employee said you know let gave permission for him to go ahead and sit down and play so he sits down at this Steinway piano and he started banging out a song that Mm. always gets everyone at the bar singing along (laughs) uh don't stop believing by journey right I would think that most people know that song or would recognize it so um everyone just knew they knew what he was playing and right off the bat and the song just had this infectious bass line and um so the store actually captured a video of it and they put it onto social media. It went wild, right? (laughs) But basically um, it made the store owner so happy that he actually wanted to give the piano to this kid. Oh my word. Okay. But then we remember that we're in COVID times. We have masks on our faces. We have no idea who this kid is. Oh, wow. So they put this video out and just started like, just trying to get some traction on locating this kid. And there was a news station that put it off, um, put it out there about trying to locate the mystery man. And I guess um, basically the following Tuesday, Archer's girlfriend sent him a text that said, people are looking for you. (laughs) And um, basically he said, I didn't know so many people would be affected by watching me play. I'm just baffled. And uh, anyway, he told McDonald, the the reporter, that he was an amateur musician at the the journey tune was the first he had ever learned. He didn't have a piano at home, just a keyboard. Um, the next day he went back to the store after that and, and gave a performance of the song, all of me by John legend. And the store owner basically said, he's a good young man and I'm glad he gets to have the piano. It, if it brings joy into my life, um, or no, if it brings joy into his life, that brings joy into my life. So we always talk about bringing joy. So of course, when I read this line, I was like, Oh, this is my story. Bring joy, bring joy, always bring the joy. So basically, um, essentially he did donate this piano to the kid. And the problem was that he lived in an apartment complex on the fourth floor. So essentially 
again, in comes social media. So they post a very talented and kind young man who will be receiving a panel a piano. We can get it to his home, but we're having trouble finding a way to get it to the fourth floor. So basically they're looking for um, help. And the other post was, uh, do we know anyone that can deliver a piano to the fourth floor? Asking for a friend. <laughs> So anyway, I just thought that was cute oh. and, and really just meaningful. And, you know, this kid, I'm sure when he sat down to play the piano, had absolutely no idea how much joy he was going to bring. And then it just comes full circle because the store owner's like, oh, this makes me so happy. So I want to share it with him. And oh. just on and on it goes. So cute. Love yep. that. Yeah, I really Yay. liked it. So listeners, if you have a verse that you'd like to share with us or an uplifting story, please um, email those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your verses, your stories, things that are meaningful to you. Just get them sent in the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. You betcha. We love your submissions and your ideas and all of them. Yep. All Absolutely. of it. All right, Julie. Yes. Aging in place. Yes. The stairs are getting so hard to climb. <laughs> Since my wife died, I just opened a can of soup for dinner. Mm -hmm. I've lived here 40 years. No other place will seem like home. Right. Any of those sound familiar? Every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really emotionally packed um, things you just said. Yes. Because, uh, you know, the stairs, the, the food mm -hmm. issue, uh, mm -hmm. and just... Your heart. Yeah, there's no place like home. No place like home. This is yeah. where I raised my kids. This is where we did all of this. And maybe it's time to consider moving. And so it's it's tough. Yes. It's so hard. Yeah. So basically, we wanted to come um, to you guys today with an episode that talks about as people start to age, um, these things are going to come up. And most people we have found want to stay at home. So are there things that you can do? Is there advice that we can give to you? Um, practices that you can put in place now so that when, as you start to age and um, have decline, you're able to stay in your home as long as safely possible. Right, right. Planning ahead is hard because you never know how your needs are going to change. Mm -hmm. But the first step is to think about the kinds of help you might want in the near future. Mm -hmm. Maybe you live alone, so there's no one living in your home who is available to help you. Maybe you don't need the help now, but you live with a spouse or a family member who does. Mm -hmm. Every Everyone has a different situation. Mm -hmm. um, so basically what you want to first start looking at is what are the challenges? Do you have any kind of an illness that down the road is going to become more of an issue. Um, and so let's talk about uh, what support can can help me at home. Yeah, absolutely. And so the one thing to understand is in your community, there is a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. You just got to start asking questions. Um, you can call an agency like ours. We spend a lot of time just counseling people on, on thinking about um, – options mm -hmm. for staying there um, at their house. When I do a home visit, we look around and um, give recommendations. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's stairs, I just did a, a home visit the other day and it was a big two-story house and the living quarters were upstairs. But I'll tell you what, they had the nicest chair uh, on their lift, stairs, yeah. that lift. And they said, oh, we put that in a couple of week, uh, years ago. Mm -hmm. And so that before the parents even needed it, they knew that at some point those stairs were going to be a bugger. Mm -hmm. So that was really smart. Yeah, it is really. Um, and if you just put logic to it mm -hmm. when you're looking at that home space, mm -hmm. um, that's a really helpful thing to do. And then also, like you're saying, reach out into the community, call your agencies, call your um, agency on aging, uh, talk to social workers, whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. 
if you're finding yourself in a situation where you want to be at home, but maybe things are starting to decline to a place that you're not feeling as safe or, yeah. or maybe it's, you know, your parent is, you're seeing that they're having some struggles. Um, just start thinking about what resources are available. Yeah. So um, st- let's, let's start with the very basic yep. of personal care. Mm-hmm. You know, even as simple as taking a shower and, and worrying about getting in and out of the tub. Mm-hmm. And then can you reach up and can you wash your hair mm-hmm. uh, because you have arthritis or you have a shoulder situation or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, what are you going to do? Make that list for your personal mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. And, and then let's talk about how um, you might get some help for that. Yep. Yep. Um, household chores can become a thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's, a, I've, I've made a conscious decision just to not worry so much about my, my house, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. as long as nobody gets sick, we're going to all be fine. Yeah. I'm just teasing. Um, so basically household chores, I mean, it becomes more exhausting and mm-hmm. harder to do, mm-hmm. um, what resources are out there to help you with those. Yeah. Um, meals. Yeah. Food is a big deal just as, as, kind of the opening talking about just opening up a can of soup, but um, meal preparation can be really, really hard. Some people get into a situation where they simply can't stand yeah. long enough to be able to do it. Maybe it's a cognitive um, situation and and they're not safe to use the stove or the oven anymore because they'll forget it on. But, but reach out and see, you know, maybe that person that's coming in to do personal care and get you through the bath, maybe they can make lunch or maybe they can prepare something to have in the fridge that you just heat up later. Maybe you engage meals on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time we had that gentleman, he was a, a paraplegic mm-hmm. and he um, was just sick and tired of just eating progresso soups. Mm-hmm. So he hired us to come in twice a day, a week. Mm-hmm. And the first one they would meal plan, they would go get the groceries. Mm-hmm. And then the second time we would come in and make, you know, the casserole, but it was big enough for three, four meals. Mm-hmm. So they would put it in the Tupperware and put the date on it, what it was, and put it in the freezer. So he was getting a lot more mm-hmm. homemade meals besides just that process stuff. Yeah. And and he really benefited from that. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those where we were thinking outside of the box. Yeah, absolutely. Um, financial and money management can become an issue. Mm. Um, and that one's really... It's hard because a lot of times, you know, family members will want to get, get involved and help. <laughs> and as long as they're equipped to do it... Um, then that's, you know, you're more than welcome to do it that way or, but also there are professionals out there that can help with money management if need be. Yeah. uh, One of the, when somebody calls us and just is trying to gain information, one of the things we do talk about is how is this going to be paid for? Mm -hmm. You know, in our particular instance, we have the Medicaid program, we have the veterans, we have private pay, and then some third-party insurances. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about all of those, and you can tell immediately if somebody is worried about money and paying the bill or they're they're okay. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about that. And so um, we just talk about, well, what are we going to do? What are, how are we going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's not let this person fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so we, we do talk a lot about that and, um, and then plan. Basically, I tell everybody, this is how much we cost. Mm-hmm. Now look at your budget. Mm-hmm. Then you can figure out how many hours you need us. And so when is those hours going to be best used? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of thought that actually goes into it. So maybe much. it's maybe parents are are paying a portion of it and um, kids are paying a portion Mm -hmm. of it. And, but we always like to, like you're saying, just let's put the numbers out there and then let's work backwards. If we know what our budget is, we know how many hours you can 
use or afford to pay for? And then where do we put those into your situation to be the most useful to yeah. your family? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Um, so healthcare, of course, and that, that would be things like um, making sure that you're taking your medicine. Like, do you remember to take that? Do you need some sort of a reminder? Is it a situation where somebody needs to come over and fill pill boxes for you or you get um, some type of a piece of equipment that, you know, if you're supposed to take your morning meds at eight, it reminds you and drops them out of the <laughs> vending machine. <laughs> There's some awesome equipment out there just um, uh, on the internet anymore. You can mm -hmm. just Google anything yeah. and, and somebody somewhere has made it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you think about like, if someone is wanting to stay in their home, but med management is an issue, mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that can be put into place to help them. Right. Um, and, but if they're not put into place or if nobody does anything or takes action on it, it can turn into a ca catastrophe. Oh, bad, bad thing. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of people that just because they've been, I, I think of a gal that had diabetes mm -hmm. and she'd had it for 40 years. Mm -hmm. But, and so she knew her routine. Mm -hmm. But as her cognitive abilities declined, that routine was just gone. Mm -hmm. She couldn't remember and she needed those cues mm -hmm. and, and, but still had the diabetes and still had to mm -hmm. have the meds. And, and so that, you know, was a very much a worry for the family. Yeah. Yep. Well, and then basically some of the common concerns that we see from people about aging in place is simply just getting around, yeah. even just in the, in their home and then being able to get into the community. Mm -hmm. Um, that can be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have had um, some, you know, taxis are always a tough thing in more of the rural areas mm -hmm. like us. Um, Uber, I don't, do we even have an Uber here? I would think maybe there's something. Maybe during like the peak times, like summer, I bet. Right. But um, so we're not as easily, um, like some of the bigger places have, I know we have city buses and all that, um, but it's still a little harder to get around. Uh, but we also... We like we have a friend Brody, mm -hmm. um, and he um, for those extreme cases where somebody is just not even able to weight bear, he has that um, wheelchair accessible van. Mm -hmm. um, the hospital has a program for that, and then Brody's also taken one of our clients in his um, ambulance, ambulance yep. to go get a, a CAT scan done because that. Mm -hmm needed to be done, but there was no way that it, this woman was going to be able to get in and out of an ordinary car. Right. So once again, you've got to know what your resources are mm -hmm. out there. And so he picked her up at her home. They went and got the the exam done and then took her back to her home. But right. she was able to be in home. Yeah. Yeah, just that's awesome. with that little extra help. Yeah. I think that um, you can find yourself in a situation where activities and friends are limited. Mm -hmm. um, the more that you, or the harder it becomes for you to get out. Mm -hmm. So maybe think about um, having, doing events at your own house. I know like when, with my grandma, mm -hmm. um, when it's harder for her to get out in the wintertime, she'll have her lady friends come over and they'll do lunch or have tea or things like that where she's still getting that social engagement, but she's not having to get out. Yeah. Um, into a situation that might be a little unsafe for her. I would like to go to tea with grandma. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it is delightful. <laughs> yes. Well, and then they have such a great um, core group of, of neighbors there. So one day, normally I know what my mom and grandma are up to, but one day, <laughs> one evening I had called and uh, I was like, they are not answering. What is going on? Don't they know that I'm calling? <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, they had gotten an unexpected uh, invitation from the neighbor, oh, Wanda, to come for dinner. And Wanda is 
is evidently a tremendous cook. So oh, can't they, turn that they down. braved their way through the snow and <laughs> they, they got it. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, safety concerns always yeah. just, oh, yeah. you know, you got to be thinking about everything on that. Um, if you're living by yourself, you need to have things in place where if you have a fall or if you're concerned about um, break-ins or anything like that, you just want to talk about it. And like, I don't remember if it was this episode or a previous one, have that plan in place, mm-hmm. have the discussions, know what you're going to do in these certain scenarios. Yep. Oh, there's there are a lot of concerns out there. And I think one of them is... Um, when we talk about losing money through like a phone scam mm-hmm. or or a lot of people get mail and 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 the publisher's clearinghouse says that I just won three million dollars and they get so excited yes. about that because what who wouldn't want to just be able to share that with their family yes. and, and help those and and it's a lot of it is just not even uh, correct uh, good upstanding citizens that mm-hmm. are doing that trying to scam our mm-hmm. elders. And um, we actually had a podcast on that. And if anybody's interested, they need to look for the one where we had police chief Doug Overman mm-hmm. on as a guest. And we talked about those different kind of scams. Mm-hmm. And um, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. So we, we if your parent is living alone, you know, you just keep an eye open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just be engaged. And, and um, I think a big thing is just getting really real with yourself about what the situation is and if there are declines and what safety measures. And a lot of times, um, if you have a parent or an elderly person that you're caring for, they might be um, resistant to some of the changes. But mm. I think the the argument that we always try to make is, you know, everyone is just trying to keep you as safe as possible so that you can stay at home for as long as possible. So right. if you allow us to put a few of these things in place, it's going to make... Um, your ability to stay home a lot longer. Right, right. Uh, housing concerns, and that's just doing alterations to the house. And we have some of those that we're going to talk about in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I do know that um, my dad and I were having fisticuffs one time about, I, I recommended a ramp mm-hmm. because their house is, is as you walk in, there's a, few, a, you know, a handful of stairs up and a handful of stairs down. Mm-hmm. And I knew that just those eight to 10 yeah. steps was going to be a problem. So I'm like, uh, at some point, do we need to put a ramp in here? And he just was appalled. <laughs> he was not impressed with me at all. Uh, but it was it was a logical discussion to have. Mm-hmm. And and I think even if he was in, unable to walk ever, he would still walk up those stairs somehow right. before he got himself a ramp. Yes. <laughs> well, and maybe if, if we're able to plant a seed with someone yeah. and then a little further on down the line, it becomes their, their idea. Their idea. Then it's, oh. it's brilliant. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the one place where we are integral in so many people's lives is getting help during the day. Mm-hmm. That's who we yeah. are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Day, night, morning, afternoon, evening, <laughs> middle of the night, you name it. We're there. We, <laughs> yes. We've got you. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so resources that people can start with. Um, easy one, just reaching out to people that, that you know. Mm-hmm. Just like with my grandma and the neighborhood there and keeping the socialization going. Yeah. You know, utilize that because I think we talk about it a lot. People are good and people want to help. Yeah. So just reach out. Yeah. And and if you um, are affiliated with the church, mm-hmm. start talking to people there. Mm-hmm. I know that the majority of the people in my church are elderly and um, there's a real community mm-hmm. there and they're all really taking care of each other. Yeah. But 
they don't know you need help unless you start talking about it. Yes. So this is put true. away that pride. Yep. And and just start talking and seeing what options are out there to make your life just a tad easier. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Learn about uh, community and local government resources. We talked about that. Just start making phone calls, Mm -hmm. you know, and if the easiest thing is to just look up in-home care agencies and then have them, you know, get you further on down the line, do it. We love talking to people. (laughs) Yes, we do. If you hadn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking to case managers, geriatric case managers, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your doctor's offices, anything like that. Just use your resources and ask a lot, a lot of questions. Yeah, we have three lovely, lovely different um, long, t- long care term. Long life care planning. Thank you. <laughs> that was rough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, ladies. <laughs> yes, uh, they're just wonderful, though. They'll jump into any family situation mm-hmm. and, and help from the money on up to, mm-hmm. you know, what, what does this person need daily yeah. to be able to oh, stay they, in place? One thing that I love about the ladies that we've been able to work with on that life care planning is they're, they're like, they're like us. They're in the gutter, man. If, mm. if yes. part of the plan is getting in the shower and it takes two people, they're in the shower yeah. helping get that done. Yeah. 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 For cool. sure. For sure. Oh gosh. And, um, it's not cheap to age in place but then again it's not cheap to live regardless anymore (laughs) so so you just have to really I I feel very strongly that if somebody wants to live in their home till the end what look at what it would cost you to be somewhere else Mm -hmm. and to just realize that you're going to put that money's back into the home right and be it care, be it revisions to the house or whatever. But if if your mom or your dad or your grandpa wants to be in the house till the end, what what can you do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. In the long run, run, it's really actually, you know, it's less expensive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I do. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about um, basically th- like proactive steps that yeah. people can take. If within their homes to help them age in place. Well, you were talking about earlier how <laughs> when you guys did your house, mm-hmm. you were thinking about down the road a bit. Yeah. And 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 we were with one client that when they built the house for mom and dad, it was all about ADA specs. Mm-hmm. Let's make the doors a little bit wider. Yeah. Let's make sure that uh, it's all on one level, mm-hmm. all of those things. And it, yeah. it sounds like you already did that. Yeah. Basically I wanted everything on one, one level. So we have a, a basement and I actually want to move the laundry down into the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently it's when you walk in through the <laughs> utility room, but a, as we put it together um, and, and laid out the design of what we wanted, um, it was really important to me that we had, we, everything was accessible. So basically bathrooms, laundry, kitchen, everything is on one level. Yeah. Um, we will eventually have to put a ramp in, but I mean, that's just kind of part of it. Yeah. Right. Right. Easy to do. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I, when we put this together, we, we just said, this is, this is our forever home. This is mm-hmm. where we want to be. So let's make it user-friendly knowing that this is where we want to live out our days. Right. Um, a lot of the home visits, and, and where I live, it's an older farmhouse. Mm-hmm. So 
that was not the thought process back right. then. Right. A lot of those bathrooms are very narrow. Mm-hmm. Those doors are very, very narrow. And you can't even get a walker through right. them. And so there's going to have to be some big adjustments. Um, there's not. There's been more than one place that I have recommended that they take the door off. Yes. And um, when the person came from the hospital, they're like, where's my door? <laughs> um, rude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then, um, like if you have the shower that has the slidey doors, mm-hmm. take those off and get the, curtain. the curtains, yes. you know, and so there's very simple things to do. Um, but still some of the places it's concerning, um, uh, about how narrow things are. Cause it, how is somebody that can hardly motate themselves going to have a second person in there to help them? Right. So um, what is there any kind of alterations you can yep. make now? And if we kind of do those step by step, it's not going to be such a big hit financially mm-hmm. um, when it all needs to be done. Sure. Yeah, making yeah, modifications so let's start looking at modifications now. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that there should be at least one bedroom and one bathroom on the first floor. And that um, should be the higher priority for the older adults. Mm-hmm. Um having a full bath and a master bedroom on the main floor makes it easier for those that have that trouble climbing stairs. Mm-hmm. Stairs just worry me. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. I, you know, with my grandma and grandpa Fisher, um, they, grandpa had remodeled an old schoolhouse and there's actually three levels. No. And I do think to some degree, um, going up and down the stairs was really good for them because like mm-hmm. just the exercise right. of it. Right. But when they reached a point that it, it just wasn't going to be safe for them to do that anymore, mm-hmm. then they had to move, you know, down on that first level. Yeah. Um, and thankfully they had the ability to be able to do that. Yeah. 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 Very often when I do a home visit and somebody's going to be coming home from the hospital and they want to know where to put the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of look at the layout and um, try to come up with, well, are you going to have a lot of visitors? Is there going to be a lot of in and out? Um, where can we put it that there's some privacy um, and some quiet and, and we really have to think outside of the box um, because there are places they have literally taken the dining room, taken everything out of it, and then made it a temporary bedroom mm-hmm. for somebody. Yeah. Um, but they wanted that person at home. So they, they had to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And they also knew that it was worth it for them mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. Um, and then um, there's uh, no step interest entrances getting in and out Mm -hmm. even our beautiful building here um there's steps but there's also a very nice ramp Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people (laughs) use that because even younger people that have knee issues use the ramp yep yep yeah another thing is basically um trying to make sure that your like your controls and your electrical outlets and those types of things are accessible. Yeah. And I just, we recently remodeled in our basement because our daughter is doing the lightning in a bottle boutique and she's doing a printing business. So, um, she kind of took over the basement. And when, as we were doing the electrical, I was like, Ooh, we need to have outlets that are like on the ground, but we also need to have outlets that are halfway up the wall because the printer is going to sit you know, on a table mm-hmm. and it's going to be halfway up the wall. If we mm-hmm. can just plug it right in there. Mm-hmm. Who knew? I was brilliant. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, my older farmhouse, um, it uh, doesn't have as many plugins. Right. So one of them, I had to put one of those cords that has multiple mm-hmm. and you have to be very careful that, oh, yeah. you, that your electric setup can handle oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. You don't want to and so a different issue, yeah, different issue for <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, so that's a problem. And it's all things that, you know, it's great if you're just 
you know, doing a fresh brand new construction build out or whatever yeah. to think about. And um, for the places that don't already have these, if you're able to make that modification, that's great. Uh, if not, just be, you know, like you're saying, you have that electrical, like the, what are they called? The strips. The strips, yeah. yeah. Then just be very careful with them. Yeah. And you're not creating a fire hazard or anything like that. For sure, for sure. Another thing is just space within the house. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been multiple times that I've gone to a home visit and somebody um, collects magazines yes. or the the paper for the day mm-hmm. and it just starts to pile up but we they won't let us get rid of anything but yet they have areas of walk that even their walker couldn't make it so there's going to have to be some tough love there to just open yeah. stuff up I'm always looking at corners um can we move this back that will give you another eight inches right. uh, you know um when we turn this corner with a wheelchair they're going to bump into this so where will this go right and some of that's really emotional they're like oh that bed and that um that end table have been there always I know and and so you have to consider <laughs> if somebody's got a cognitive issue and they're gonna be very upset about right. that what's the lesser of evils right right yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, but but getting around, looking for cords, looking at those trip rugs, all of those things are are someday going to be a problem mm-hmm. if somebody's kind of doing that shuffle walk. Yeah. Well, and it's cool because when we go into a, to do a home visit, we actually have that home safety assessment, yeah. and so it's a really great tool for us. And a lot of times, people maybe won't even really think about oh not at all that and then you bring it to the attention it's like oh that makes a ton of sense oh gosh very Mm -hmm. often the the one room that I spend the most time in Mm -hmm. when we're talking about making life easier for everybody is the bathroom yes and so Mm -hmm. uh it's very easy to jump in and out of the tub when you're able-bodied yes but when you are not there it's a real problem yes and there are people that will go weeks without a bath because, because it is. They won't go. We have one client who I actually was just talking to the caregiver, and I, I don't even know what it is, so I'll have to look at it. But it's some type of an apparatus that goes on the tub that he can sit on, and then it actually lowers him oh, down into cool. the tub. Oh, I haven't even seen them. Yeah. Like, that is, that's, I'm going to need one of those yeah. when I get older. <laughs> I do enjoy yeah. a tub. He just sits on it, and it, it just goes down, and, yep. and then he takes that tub, and then it will put him back up. Yeah. Uh, you know, very much like my grandma. She loves a hot bath, mm-hmm. but, boy, it's it's worrisome. Mm-hmm. She's not to get in there if she's home alone. Right. Because there are times she can't get out. Yes. Um, but, you know, you d- the other day I did a home visit, and the, it was an older tub, so it was narrower and higher. Yeah. I was like, how in the heck are we going to get that little person to put their foot all the way <laughs> over there and be safe? Right. And so, once again, take out the doors. <laughs> get that handheld. Well, the doors are the first thing to go. <laughs> oh. answered everything. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and the family looked at me, but then logic, you know, they're like, you're right. You're right. This, that will be one less thing to bang my shoulder into yeah. as I'm trying to help her. And yep. then when they get wet and sudsy, then they're slickery, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So many things to think about. For sure. Um, something that you can think about in the, in the kitchen, and it would be in the bathroom as well, um, to have drawers instead of shelves mm-hmm. like to pull stuff I want that now <laughs> I think I w- that is one thing we didn't think about yeah and Kevin where's Kevin yeah I need to make a modification well and in, in our <laughs> old house uh, when when I was a kid the whoever built them must have been a really tall person mm. because everything was really high ah and th- we have some of our clients that are are, are 
shorter in stature, and there is no way they're going to be able to get up there. Mm-hmm. And so are we going to bring stuff down right. to our level? Yeah. And then on the like the drawers, the pulls, mm-hmm. maybe consider instead of like a knobby, mm-hmm. some type of a not knobby. <laughs> How's that? Right. Um, right. The other thing that we've done, and we did it here at the office, and now I have it at my house, is our door handles. Oh. The ones that you just, you push it down. Instead of it being a knob where you have oh, to turn it, yeah. it just, you know, it's just like an actual handle. You push it down, you're good to go. Right. I love those. Oh, so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. How about those, um, while we're talking about like the kitchens and the bathroom, we had that one family that um, for their dad, they had when you go, went up to wash your face or to wash your hands, he could just bring his wheelchair right up to the yeah. sink yeah. because they did not close it in for storage area. Mm-hmm. They put it where he could come right up and be able yeah. to stay independent because he was able to do his own yep. thing. Just the other it. thing that they did was that bathroom was beautiful and he could just roll in to the shower. Yes. And they did have a special shower chair for him that could right. get wet. It wasn't his regular, right, right. but a boy... That made life so much easier. Mm-hmm. We also had a family that um, they there was simply no way that they could get dad into his tub. And they he loved his tub. And so they would take him at least once a week up to one of the assisted livings. And they had the tub where they could just put him in there, close the door, and then the water would rise up. Mm-hmm. And they allowed people from the community to come and use it. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so he still got his tub, but yeah. he just wasn't at the house. So it was a little bit harder, but um, so worth it. Oh, man, that's awesome. I actually just saw one of those types of tubs in um, Spokane, actually. We oh. had gone to pick Alyssa's wedding dress. Ooh, Alyssa. So much fun. Oh, my goodness. We got wet to wedding dress shop, and we got to Hey Dude's shoes shop, and we had great food and good company. <sighs> and I saw one of those walk-in tubs. Oh, right on. Yep, I tried it, <laughs> but I didn't. I, did, I walked in, closed the door. Didn't fill it up with water. Though. I was going to say, you didn't really, really try it. You, I didn't really. You tried really, it, but you didn't. Not really, try really try it. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, um, yeah, bathrooms are definitely, I. it's a trouble spot. Oh, boy. Can be a trouble yeah. spot. Yep. And then lighting in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very important. Yep. And putting strips on the stairs so that you can see that there's a different level. Yeah, changing the color. Just that, if you put that darker strip on mm-hmm. so visually, mm-hmm. you... Yep. are aware of the more change. More and more light, um, night lights mm-hmm. for when you get up in the middle of the night and all of that. Just those, just a few of those little things will be, make, make your life so much easier. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just really consider all of the safety things that you can do. And again, if you have someone that wants to stay at home, but is maybe arguing about the changes, just remind them that the reason why you want to do that is so that they can stay home. Yeah. Little, yes. A few little changes can make a world of difference. Yes, yes. Because we all want to age in place, don't we? I Yeah, we do. The majority of everybody, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They want to. They want to be in their home. I don't know that I've ever met someone that was like, hey, I want to go to a nursing home. Yeah. Have you? No. I didn't think so. Me no. neither. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Right. But. Right. Hasn't so far. No. <laughs> no. Um, actually, Sophia Loren, um, she just kind of brings it all together. She said, aging is meaningless and cannot let this rule your life. Try not to allow a number of to define your existence. What we need to give more attention to is our consciousness and passions. No matter if you're aging, follow your passions. This will always keep you young at heart. 
there is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life and the lives of the people you love. When you learn to tap this source, you will truly have defeated age. Mm -hmm. It says with every aging chapter of your life, you will shift. Your insights will change constantly, um, continuously. It is your perception of how you grasp experiences this defines your character i often question whether women or men feel expectations when becoming Mm -hmm. older Mm -hmm. we may feel all feel this at any stage of our lives you are a gift to life what holds significance significance is how much you value yourself Mm -hmm. we are here for a brief period learn lessons and evolve our mind well, and I love this quote from Francis Lear. I believe the second half of one's life is meant to be better than the first half. The first half is finding out how you do it. And the second half is enjoying it. Oh, yes. Isn't that awesome? Yes. There's a <laughs> Tim McGraw song. What is it about how uh, my next 30 years? Oh, yeah. That was my dad loved that song. Oh. He said, this is my song. Those next 30 years. The <laughs> first ones were awesome. These are going to be even better. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, we um, are going to wrap up with a, a grandma saying, and oh, this was from Candy. Yes. Candy's submission was that her grandma always made her feel that she had been waiting to see um, just her all day long. And then once she saw her, the day was complete. Oh, isn't that what grandmas do? They do. Oh, They make you feel pretty special. Pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, if you haven't yet done it, please go and subscribe. You can do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, leave us a review share us with your friends please go and join our apaga care and share group um, that is on facebook and we're trying to do a better job of getting information out there and putting the podcasts on there for you guys uh, leave us a review we'd love it as long as it's positive and <laughs> i think i think that's it so peace out girl scouts yes have a good day